Hello, friends. Come on in. And thank you for your patience. We very much appreciate it. Central Region Now, the podcast of the RVA Sports Network, back with you into the month of December. And a whole lot to talk about, that's for sure. So let's get started. Here on Central Region Now from the RBA Sports Network. I think a thank you for your patience is uh, due first of all for those of you who uh, were hoping that we'd have the podcast out Sunday as we normally do. And, and oh man, um, praying that this viral spread that is going around doesn't hit anybody in your house. Um, long story short, we posted a quick message on our website last night to explain kind of the things we were going through. And I felt bad about it because, I'm, you know, we let off the podcast last weekend about our, our adventure with our ceiling and how things have been going the last several months here <laughs> at our home office. And uh, what we didn't talk about, at, which at that point it was relegated just to my daughter. She had been suffering from pneumonia since the 4th of November, which is a month today. And somehow has managed to keep up on her schoolwork, and she'll be wrapping up exams over the next few days and uh, getting out of Farmville and heading back home for the holiday season. And we look forward to that to finally get her completely well. Uh, But as you know, if you've ever had or know someone who's had pneumonia, it takes a very long time to officially get over it. And uh, she's still got some signs of it in the lungs with the chest x-ray we had on Sunday. Uh, So we're still nursing her along with helping her get through her latest semester at uh, Longwood University. And then on top of that, last Tuesday night, my wife looks at me before we go to uh, Betty Bye and says, you know, I've got a sore throat and I'm coughing a little bit, to which I said, okay, don't kiss me goodnight. (laughs) And thank God I said that because uh, less than 24 hours later, she came home and she looked horrible. And she was at the doctor the next day. We had her in the x-ray room the following morning and she has the pneumonia as well. And, and her doctor said that he's been seeing this strain of virus go around for about 10 weeks, and she was the worst case he had seen up to that point. That's never a good thing. So um, we're in the season now, and I, I do this uh, uh, all the time. Uh, you know, football season, you're at the football stadium. And in the springtime, you're outdoors, and you're watching softball or soccer or lacrosse. This time of year, we're in gyms. We're all in a lot of gyms or enclosed to very close, tight-knit places. You can be in a packed gym, and you have no idea who's sitting behind you, in front of you, beside you. You know, if they're getting over something, about to catch something, maybe they, you know, who knows. Uh, So you're at a gym for wrestling. You're at a gym for basketball. You're in a gym for gymnastics. Lots of hand sanitizer fans. Vitamin C, zinc early if you start to feel bad. And don't delay. Get to your doctor if you get sick. And on top of that, if you get sick, don't go out. Don't go to work. Don't go to the store. Don't go to the game. Uh, get yourself into the doctor. Get medicated and allow that medication to work long enough to where you are no longer susceptible to make everybody else around you sick. <laughs> OK, uh, they've already said that, you know, this is an unusual season in the fall for pneumonia. And we heard today on the news that we have a strain of flu coming in this winter that is unusual and is a little bit more resistant to the flu shot, although the flu shot has a chance to uh, keep you away from it. It's not as good of a chance as, say, it was last year with the strain of last year. So all of that to say here on the Central Region Now Medical Report, take care of yourself. And if you think you're sick, don't get around people. 
That's why I stayed home. I did not go to games on Wednesday night and Thursday night for two reasons. Number one, to take care of my wife. And number two, not knowing what the circumstances were behind her. Uh, If I was going to end up carrying something, I did not want to carry it out until I knew I was going to be okay. Now, thank the Lord, as a heart attack survivor, I've already had two rounds of uh, pneumonia vaccines. I had the new Prevnar 13 two years ago and the regular pneumococcal last year. It doesn't mean I'm 100% ready to to say no, you know, that it's not going to happen, but so far so good. And uh, we appreciate all of you who have been sending your thoughts and good wishes and prayers to us on social media here in the last 24 hours or so. I just want to get my baby well and my wife well and make sure I'm okay. And at the same time, I'm keeping my future grandson away, telling my son and daughter-in-law, don't come over. Whatever you do, don't come over. Uh, you know, we're at the point now where my wife's been on antibiotics for 72 hours. So she's you're not going to catch anything from her now. But uh, still... You know, you can never be too careful. So just think about those things as we're now into gymnasium season here at the high school level. We'll get to the gymnasium events in a few moments. But first, we want to talk about what happened over the weekend in high school football as we come up on the final weekend of the season. And, of course, three big state championship games coming up on Saturday. First of all, we're not paying any attention to the snow talk on social media about Friday, Friday night, or early Saturday. I'm not going to worry about that at all unless I get up Saturday morning and there's a surprise outside. And you shouldn't either. You should plan on your Saturday to bundle up because it's going to be cold. Temperatures won't go past about 42 to 44 degrees, uh, which we expect at this time of year when it's time for the state championships. So whether you're going to Hampton for Highland Springs or whether you're heading down to Williamsburg for either Hopewell or Louisa, just make sure you dress accordingly, especially you Louisa fans. 5.30, an unusually late kickoff uh, for that state championship game, but a 5.30 kick, which means we won't be done probably until like 8.30 p.m., and by then the temperatures will probably be uh, at around freezing. But let's look back before we look forward. First of all, the game we were at, uh, we got there into the first, start of the second. Thanks to our, our, our wonderful reporters, Cameron Taylor, Noah Matthews, had a great postgame interview with Dre Sean Taylor, who really uh, kind of set himself apart in the second half with some power football running that helped Highland Springs clinch that 28-18 victory over Nansman River to go back to the state championship for the third year in a row. And they were down early, down 10 nothing early, down 10-7 at the half. But then were able to then take the lead and then keep the lead the rest of the way, although Dansman River was able to score on an impressive second-half drive, get the two-point conversion, cut it to three, and the game was very much in doubt. And that's when the running of Taylor, key play by Billy Kemp, and some good work defensively down the stretch helped them nail uh, the 10-point win. So Coach Lauren Johnson and the Springers preparing for a third straight state championship. And this time, instead of getting Stonebridge, they're getting the team that ended the reign of Stonebridge. And they are the Huskies of Tuscarora. Now, we've mentioned in the past few weeks, this is this is not the same Highland Springs team that we'd seen in 2015 and 2016. There was just too much loss to graduation. It's a different group. It's a different set of players. There are similarities in the skill set, but there are definitive differences as well. And for Highland Springs to hoist the trophy for the third consecutive time on Saturday, they're going to have to do a couple of things. Number one, and, and unbelievably, 
They fell behind 14-0 at Hermitage, came back and won. They fell behind 10-0 to Nansman River, even though they were uh, out. Uh, the, the first half stats were overwhelmingly in Highland Springs' favor. But an 82-yard fumble return for a touchdown made the difference, and it was 10-7 at the break, although Highland Springs had tons of yardage as opposed to what Nansman River had produced. Tuscarora is not going to be that way. They have an offense that can produce and produce very, very well. But they can also get into a grind-out game, as they did in their state semis, winning on the field goal 20-17 to over a Stafford team that had gone to Brook Point and just pummeled them in their region final the week before. So then the final four on the other side of the Class 5 bracket this year, four very powerful and good teams in Stafford, Tuscarora, Brook Point, and Stonebridge. So Tuscarora comes in quite battle-tested. Have they been at this level uh, recently? The answer is, of course, no. It's been Stonebridge the last two years. But are they going to give Highland Springs a great game? Absolutely they are. And I think you could almost say that this would be Highland Springs' toughest test out of the three championships. Uh, 2015, even from the start, with that opening drive where Stonebridge was going down the field and then out of nowhere, Greg Dorch comes out, makes the interception at the goal line. From that moment on, the, the entire game went Highland Springs' way. Because that play, and even the head coach at Stonebridge um, admitted this in the post-game press conference two years ago up in Charlottesville, that when Dorch closed so quickly on that, it looked like it was going to be a touchdown pass to give him a quick 7-0 lead. And Dorch closed so quickly and made the interception, it, it, it kind of made him change some of the things that he called offensively for the rest of the game. And what it did was it took Stonebridge out of their game. And what Stonebridge learned from that in 2015, they applied last year, and they did not go away from their base offense. And Josh Brees, who's now a fantastic freshman at Washington and Lee, just finished a huge opening ODAC season for the Generals as they won uh, the conference championship this year. He went for 199 yards in the win at Randolph-Macon that we called at the end of October. Uh, but, but Stonebridge, you know, with him over 200 yards rushing, they had the lead most of the afternoon. Highland Springs had a slow start. But they were able to grind it out in the second half and then that incredible final stretch. And, you know, Pookie Carter to to, uh, Chris Thaxton in the end zone for the storybook touchdown and Kemp with the interception to seal it. But a totally different game last year, 35-29. Now Tuscarora is your opponent, and you have to battle plan a little differently for them. And here are the two things that Highland Springs, I feel like, cannot do this week that they've done the last two weeks and been able to get away with it. Number one, fall behind by two possessions. Now, they were 14-0 to Hermitage, 10-0 to Nansman River, and in both cases, they were able to come back. And they uh, outscored their opponents 24-0 and 28-8, respectively. Tuscarora may not give you that open-door opportunity. Okay, because I don't think their defense is going to slow down uh, or wear down quite as much as Hermitage's did surprisingly in the second half two weeks ago. And Nansman Rivers started to really slow down, especially after Smith had had a couple of good good uh, series for, for Highland Springs. And then they bring Taylor in and he just powered his way as the uh, the offensive line began to kind of push things around in the fourth quarter for the Springers. They can't depend on that to happen. They need a quick start. They need a good start like they had two years ago with the INT and the touchdown and and all of that. I, I think getting off to, the, to a strong start and asserting yourself as the defending champions, 
uh, gives a newcomer on the other side a little bit of the shakes. But if they get the momentum and they get a 14-0 lead, then it kind of changes the complexion of the rest of the game. And number two, stay away from penalties. Again, there were a couple of needless personal foul calls against Highland Springs that in the end did not hurt them because they won. But I'm telling you, we've talked about this since the first time we saw Highland Springs, and that was September 22nd in the win at Lee Davis. Too many penalties at the worst possible time can create a disastrous result. And I do not want to see that happen to the Springers this Saturday down in Hampton University. So control yourself. Let your talking be done on the scoreboard. Don't make the extra push. If you hear the whistle blow, stop playing. Simple things like that. Just simple little plays of discipline and decisions of discipline can go a long, long way to preventing a result that you don't want to have. So thrilled for Coach Johnson and the Springers. Uh, You know, we've been following them for several years now. Uh, We've had them on our Game of the Week every week since, what, 2011 when we went to the Game of the Week series. So we have watched the ascension of this program, you know, through D.J. Johnson's reign at quarterback, and then he headed out after graduation. Jawan Carter takes over. And, of course, the state title runs of the last two years. So Saturday we will be at Hampton University, Highland Springs, Tuscarora, at the football stadium. Uh, Kickoff will be just after 12 noon. Obviously, the place to be on Twitter Saturday afternoon will be Henrico Sports. On Twitter, we'll have complete full game day coverage of the state championship in Class 5 as the Springers go for the three-peat. The game will be on the radio. Our friends Gary Hess, Gary Criswell will be doing the call uh, and I believe that that game is going to be on 96.1 FM. That's 96.1 The Planet. If you can't make it down to Hampton, you can listen here in the Richmond area uh, to Gary and Gary on the radio. Of course, have your Twitter up and handing and running wherever you might be, and uh, we'll have it for you on Henrico Sports on Saturday. At the same time, just up 64 in Williamsburg, the Hopewell Blue Devils finally get over the hump. They get that state semifinal victory in very impressive fashion fashion, uh, with the 48-14 win over James Monroe, and they're on their way to their first state championship game in 14 years. Remember the last time they were there? Lee Bujakowski was the quarterback, and he led them to the first of two consecutive Central Virginia Division V state titles. Hopewell won in 03, and then Meadowbrook won the state championship, if you'll recall, in 2004 in the old group AAA format. So now the Blue Devils trying to bring home another another trophy. But, you know, we've been looking at, at, at the four regions in Class 3 throughout the postseason, and if you look at it, things were a little out of balance. If you take Phoebus out of the equation to start, they went unbeaten in Region 3A where Hopewell came out of. Uh, you know, it, it looked like that the the survivor out of Region C and D would come in stronger and more battle tested, simply because there were just more nine and one and eight and two teams into the tournament itself. Now, no transitive properties here, as my buddy Mark Davis at NBC12 likes to say. Um, but you know, Hopewell with the big win over James Monroe, and and I thought that could be possible simply because Monroe, even though they were coming in on a, on a great winning streak, they had lost six games during the year. And so, I'm not saying Hopewell got the win easy because we expected it to be easy. We expect every game at this level, when you get to the state semis, to be very very difficult. But they were able to get a hot start, take advantage of some turnovers, 
and uh, you know a couple of pick sixes, and things snowballed, and Hopewell was able to cruise with the win. And we're so happy for Coach Ricky Irby and company. They finally get over that state semifinal hump. And what they now face is a heritage team from down in the Roanoke Valley, the Lynchburg area, that knocked out the team that knocked out Hopewell last year in the state semis in Stanton River. So Heritage makes the trip from the mountains over to Williamsburg, and they're going to try to get the state championship, and Hopewell will come in as an underdog. Uh, But certainly with Greg Cuffey and Ronnie Walker and some very opportunistic defensive players, and again, we, we talked about the fact yeah, we uh, made an appearance on the Coach Couch, Lo- uh, Couch Coach Live podcast on Friday night. And, and, of course, that was to talk about the state semis the next day. And, and Coach asked me about Hopewell, and I said what had impressed me the most about the Blue Devils in the playoff run, especially the two weeks prior to Saturday, was their defense more than their offense. They first hold undefeated Phoebus to six points on the road and get the win. And then they go to York, and they play at Bailey Field, and they spot them a 6 nothing lead and then shut them down the rest of the way, and they go away 34-6 winners. It was the Hopewell defense that set the tone in the later rounds to give them a chance for that big offensive explosion, and the defense worked as well again with, again, a pair of pick sixes on Saturday. So Hopewell's defense, to me, uh, is key to this game. We know Ronnie Walker can get the yardage if he just finds that seam. We know Greg Cuffey is capable of producing big yardage plays. Um, but that defense has got to be stout again. I'm not saying they got to give up just six points. I'm saying they need to keep this. They need to keep Heritage under 20, 24. Uh, if you can do that, you're in the game at the very end, and that's all you can ask for. That is a 12 noon, just after 12 noon kickoff at the College of William and Mary at Zabel Stadium, beautifully refurbished Zabel Stadium uh, in Williamsburg. So, Blue Devil fans, good luck to you on Saturday. And then, and I'm not sure, I don't know if it was travel situations or what the situation would be, but for whatever reason, rather than a 4.30 kick, it's now a 5.30 kick. Louisa and defending former 4A state champion Salem, who Dinwiddie, if you'll remember, lost to in the finals. They beat Salem in the regular season back in September. But Salem is coming in on a roll. They absolutely rolled over Sharando in the state semis. They were up 35 nothing before you could blink. Uh, so obviously they're coming in with tons of experience at the state championship level. For Louisa, this is the end of what has been a storybook season uh, with head coach Mark Fisher in his final campaign with the Lions. They get the win in his last home appearance last week. Uh, in a game with Lafayette that turned out, I think, a little different than some people thought it would. Uh, you know, I talked with um, the, on the on that podcast on Friday night about how you know Louisa wanted to make sure they you know had the game in, in a Louisa type manner, which you know score thirty five points or more. And Lafayette, you know, they got the seventeen nothing lead, and it looked like okay they could push it second half and pull away, and Lafayette wouldn't let them do it. And Lafayette comes back, makes it a seventeen thirteen grinder. And Louisa gets a field goal and is able to hold on for the 20-13 to 13 win. So what's impressed to me about the Lions in that win Saturday, they won in a different fashion. Lafayette got to play the game to an extent the way they wanted it to, to, to pan out. And Louisa was still able to grind out the win. So that tells me that the Lions are ready to play any type of game coming up on Saturday evening. And again, that's at Zabel Stadium, College of William & Mary, Louisa, Salem, Class 4 State Championship, Again, a 5.30 kick. We plan to leave Hampton after the Class 5 final, drive up to Williamsburg, 
and we'll be there at Zabel Stadium for the 5.30 kick for Louisa, and that will be our final 2017 football uh, live tweet coverage and live coverage of the season from the RVA Sports Network. If we get information on how you could listen to the Louisa game, we'll let you know. Uh, we know that all of the state championship games will be televised um, through the uh, National Federation of High Schools, the NFHS, and the VHSL, of course. Now, there is a cost to watch them on television, but if, you, you know, if you're a Highland Springs fan and you can't get down there for whatever reason on Saturday to Hampton, you think about the price of gas, you think about the tickets you've got to pay. Uh, I believe it's nine ninety five to stream the game on your computer. And, and so that's, that's cheaper, actually, than going to the game live. So if for some reason you're precluded from going to the game live, whether you be a Springer fan, a Lion fan, or a Blue Devil fan, that certainly is uh, an affordable option. And you also support the schools, I believe, by doing that. I, I may be wrong in that, but the NFHS does a good job at offering programs to all of the schools in the Virginia High School League and other states as well uh, to help them out from a technological standpoint. I know that Lee Davis has taken advantage of it with their LDTV program. So three football championships on Saturday. And, of course, while we're at Hampton, we'll keep you posted on Highland Springs at Henrico Sports. We'll have coverage of Hopewell on the RBA Sportsnet on Twitter and, of course, the Louisa game live tweet coverage on the RBA Sportsnet as well. So that is our football Saturday lineup, and it is going to happen. I'm not listening to any of this S-N-O-W talk. Okay, let's get to our latest top 10 polls. Not a lot of changes in the RBA Sports Network. Uh, Boys and girls basketball top 10s, they were released late Monday afternoon. In the boys, uh, Trinity Episcopal stays atop the poll at 1. And I know some of you hear that and go, wait a minute, they've already lost. Yeah, they have. In fact, they've lost twice. But if you look at Trinity Episcopal's first five games, they started the season with what is being called the number one team in America in high school. Now, I don't know how you quantify that. I'm I'm not sure how USA Today figures out of all 50 states and private and public schools that Montverde Academy in Florida is number one, other than maybe looking at their roster and seeing what they produced, Ben Simmons and company, in the last several years and just kind of bestowing them that honor. I'm not sure how you do it from a national standpoint. I'd be like trying to do a Virginia top 10 between private and and public with so many good schools at so many different levels of competition, both in the VHSL and the VISAA. To me, that would be kind of difficult to do. Uh, But they lost to Montverde Academy in their opener. They got a nice win over Trinity Christian to finish Thanksgiving weekend. Team out of North Carolina. Uh, They go 2-1 at the Sleepy Thompson this past weekend including a nice pull-away win over Benedictine uh, uh, to finish up that tournament. So they're 3-2, and two, but they faced literally top-flight competition. Uh, so uh, they were my number one vote for this week, uh, simply because of the level of competition that they've played. Number two team in our poll stays Verina. Verina has not played yet. They tip off their season uh, at Patrick Henry. Uh, on Tuesday night, John Marshall gets a big win over the weekend in in a tournament fashion, and they stay at number three. Isaiah Todd and company right behind them. Hopewell, strong start of the season for them. They're still at four. Bird, LC Bird, gets a 40-point win over Manchester Friday night, 92-52 the final, and uh, they're off to a good start. George Wythe is already 3-0, and and they stay at number six. Highland Springs remains at seven. Collegiate with a nice win over the weekend. They stay at 8. Millwood moves up to 9. They got a Saturday win over Glen Allen 
And uh, Henrico pops back into the top ten after only being out one week. Uh, they are at 10, replacing Hermitage, who they defeated back on Friday night. Hermitage drops out of the top 10. Ranking and, and, and lurking just below the surface, uh, James River, um, Monacan, and the Benedictine team that played Trinity Episcopal well for three quarters over the weekend. Top 10 girls mostly stays the same. A little bit of uh, shuffling near the bottom of the top 10. Monacan stays at one. They get a nice win over James River on Friday night. Cosby at number two, and they're looking really impressive to start the year. Highland Springs gets their first win of the season Saturday at the Princess Anne Classic in Virginia Beach over Deep Creek. Had a chance to talk to head coach Frank, uh, Franklin Harris on Saturday after the football game, and, you know, he said, well, you know, one moment I looked up on the floor and I had five freshmen on the court, and he just kind of said, you know, be still my beating heart. <laughs> There's a lot of youth there at Highland Springs, but a ton of experience, and Paris McBride will be back after the first of the year coming off of her surgery. So the Springers at three. Elsie Bird at four, and, of course, they'll be hosting Monacan on our Game of the Week. Game of the Week returns on Tuesday night. More about that in a moment. Trinity Episcopal off to a good start. They hang at number five. Hopewell also a good start, and they hang at six. St. Catherine stays at seven. Verina moves up one to eight. Mills Godwin into the top ten because they beat two top ten teams from last week. They got the win over James River opening night last Monday. And then uh, in their home opener, they knock off Hanover by 20 points. Hanover bounced back, got a big win over Dinwiddie at home on Friday night to go to 1-1. One and one, But they do drop out of the top 10. Mills Godwin in at 9. James River drops from 8 to uh, two, uh, number 10. So the top 10 girls, Monaghan, Cosby, Highland Springs, L.C. Bird, Trinity Episcopal, Hopewell, St. Catharines, Verina, Mills Godwin, and James River. And our game of the week coming up is Tuesday night. At Chester, Chuck Chuck Tester Gymnasium, easy for me to say, as it will be number one Monacan coming in to take on number four L.C. Bird. Maya Coleman and all the speedy, shifty, uh, uh, able-to-shoot guards of L.C. Bird. I'm really looking forward to watching Coach Waller's team play tomorrow night, as well, obviously, of course, as number one Monacan. And really looking forward to bringing you coverage of that game. We will begin at 7 o'clock on our YouTube channel, of course, we'll embed uh, a YouTube player at the top of rvasportsnetwork.com so you can listen to the game live at our website. Easiest way to be with us all the time on the game of the week is to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash rvasportsnetwork. You just click subscribe at the top of the page. We don't spam you. We don't send you emails constantly on things you don't care about. The only time we'll send you an email when you subscribe is when we go live with another Game of the Week broadcast or when we post a new video to our YouTube channel. So that's Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, number one, Monacan, and number four, L.C. Bird. And, of course, our holiday Feast of Hoops gets going uh, in the two-week winter break period between Christmas and New Year's. We're going to be right now at three different holiday tournaments broadcasting live, and we've got four, eight, ten, twelve broadcasts right now lined up and possibly more to come. Uh, keep up with our Game of the Week broadcast schedule at the right-hand side of the page at rvasportsnetwork.com. That is rvasportsnetwork.com. Okay, had some, um, some uh, issues and comments and complaints on uh, social media uh, for about the last week or so concerning high school wrestling. And and some people, a couple of people that were upset about the fact that they thought that there was uh, you know no no coverage and and uh, everything was for basketball, et cetera, et cetera. And 
I am not a fan, and I rarely answer those types of tweets because I'm not a fan of ending up in little public spats on social media. It's just not what I try to do. We prefer to either talk to you, you know, on DM or through email or text or call or whatever, you know, and we don't mind if you have complaints about what we do or you think we don't do. Never have minded that whatsoever and never will. If you have, you know, something you want to share with us, feel free to do so. Please do. But I wanted to address this subject because the the rumblings got rather loud uh, in the latter part of this past week, and and because there were so many other things going on away from the RVA Sports Network here in my life in the last 96 hours or so, I thought, okay, you know what? The best way to handle this is to talk about it uh, on the podcast. And so, so here we go. Uh, how do we plan our coverage and what we do? Um, there, there are a couple of ground rules that we have, and we have to have them. It's not because we are necessarily pro this and anti that. But we believe in trying to be as balanced as possible. So, for example, all the time we get requests for people to cover uh, events that are considered considered in the travel ball or the club ball circuit, AAU basketball. Uh, There's tons of travel softball and travel volleyball and, and other types of sports, too. There are some sports where kids are now playing at 10, 11 months a year, many of them thinking that that is the best way to get to a college scholarship or to a college education. Now, you know, that's a totally different subject for a totally different day. We happen, I personally, Rob with them, happens to believe that you should play as many different sports as you possibly can. And there are more and more studies that are coming out showing that athletes that are playing multiple sports as opposed to specialization in one sport have a better chance of finding those success places where they're trying to go, whether it be, you know, a spot on a college team or a D1 scholarship, et cetera, et cetera. A study was done after the NFL draft in April, and the vast majority of round one draft picks did not specialize in, in sports. So we choose to cover high school sports. That's the bulk of our coverage. We have other coverages that we do as well. But the the bread and butter is high school. So therefore, when it is high school season, we're all over it. Uh, That's when we focus on it. But, you know, if if you ask us to cover basketball in June at the high school level or softball in October, chances are we're not going to be able to do it. And the reason is this. Again, it's not a pro-anti thing. It's when we're covering high school sports, we want to give as much attention as we can to the high school sports when they're in season. So softball, from March to June, you've got us. You know, uh, volleyball, you've got us in the fall. Uh, you know, at basketball, you got us now. You know, started last week all the way to the state championships in March at the Siegel Center. Uh, that's, that's what we have chosen to do with our coverage. Now, having said that, there are two times of the year where coverage of different seasons of sports converge. And they create a problem, none more so than mid-November to mid-December, because every other sport in the Virginia High School League finishes up within their season, within their three-month window. Like in the winter, everybody's going to be done late February except for basketball, but basketball will crown their champions before we have our first baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, tennis event. I mean, it'll be the following Monday. It'll be 48 hours later, but there's at least a one-day window. 
Football does not have that because football now is 16 weeks long. You have 11 weeks to play 10 regular season games, and it's a five-week journey through the playoffs to the championships, which are this weekend. So therefore, we go through all of the tryout period, all of the preseason period, and the first two weeks of winter sports still having to devote resources to football because it being the number one sport at the high school level, it generates the most coverage because it generates the most conversation, the biggest attendance. There's just no denying that. And so we have to give it the coverage that it is due. Does it hurt us the first two weeks of winter sports season? It absolutely does. And does it hurt worse for gymnastics, wrestling, swimming, and indoor track? It absolutely does because of how those sports are formatted. Those sports all happen in tournament or invitational or meet form. Even if it's a swim meet between two schools, even if it's a wrestling duel between two schools, most of the time it happens on the weekend. Now, you'll have some Wednesday night duels in in wrestling, and you'll have some swimming duels on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, Randolph-Macon College's Brock Center is always busy with swim meets, and you know, the problem there at midweek is that you've got basketball going on for our purposes. Let me remind you that, that one of the things I also do is I write the sports section for the Hanover Herald Progress. So, therefore, I have to keep a stern eye on what happens at Randolph-Macon College uh, for my responsibilities there. And so, last Tuesday night, when Patrick Henry and Hanover had a swim meet going on at Macon, I was in the next building because Randolph-Macon women's basketball had their ODAC opener, and right now they have a sophomore that if you don't know about her, you should. Her name is Kelly Williams, and she is currently number four in America in scoring and number one in America in rebounding in Division Three women's basketball. In Saturday's win they had uh, over Mid-Atlantic Christian University, Kelly Williams went for 31 points and 22 rebounds. 31 is her season-high points. That is not, 22 is not her season-high in rebounds. She is averaging 20 rebounds a game. Uh, it, it is a story that that we, because of our our newspaper responsibilities, just have to be able to keep an eye on. So we have all of that that has to be balanced. And football does put us in a disadvantage the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, did we get our basketball previews out just before the season started? Yes, we did. Uh, we followed that up with swimming. We just filed our first wrestling story today. It will be in the Thursday edition of the Herald Progress. It is a combination of a preview of the season and results from this weekend's Central Virginia Classic held at Glen Allen High School. And we were able to get uh, the results from that event, and we were able to put it in. So your wrestling coverage is on the way, and it will be in the next newspaper on Thursday. We will, we will post a link to the story. If we can't do that, we will repost the story on our HanoverCountySports.net website and put it in. So all of that to say, if you're not happy with our coverage, you are more than welcome to, to tell us about it, to complain about it. We don't have a problem with that. We do ask you that at some point in time, rather than to beat a dead fish on social media, that you figure out a way to approach us, and we are easily approachable. Anytime anybody's ever asked us, hey, what's your email? I want to you know, talk to you about something. I immediately you know, message or DM somebody back and go, here you go. Here's my email. Fire away. I'll be looking for it. 
and we'll be happy to engage in conversation with you. And we are always looking for ways to better our coverage. We've got more interns this year than we've ever had before in our internship program. So as we put football to bed Saturday night, we're hoping to be able to use those resources to get to more events in the winter period and then in the spring period, baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse, tennis, etc. Uh, you know, we've got indoor track that we haven't even talked about yet. Gymnastics, we have not done anything with yet, but the first big gymnastics meet of the season is coming up Wednesday night. The four Hanover County schools hold their annual quad at Stonewall Jackson Middle School, and we'll be there to cover it for the Herald Progress. So the wrestling guys, you're going to get in the paper before the gymnastics guys do. Uh, there is also a question of space. I only have a certain amount of space that I get every week in the newspaper. And so I can't put previews for all six winter sports into one newspaper because I don't have enough articles to do that. So it all has to be spaced out over a few week period. So we appreciate your patience. We appreciate your understanding. And let me also say this really quick. Um, I was approached from someone in an, about another sport in the winter over the weekend, and it turned out to be a coach. And I was very happy to let that coach know, hey, you know, we we, you know, we we had posted some basketball scores on one of our Facebook pages, and we got a response. So basically, you know, why why don't you post gymnastics? And the answer was, well, we didn't get any results from gymnastics. And so the person who said that said, well, I'm I'm a coach, and I'm like, great. So they sent us what happened a few days ago, and that was fine. Uh, I will tell you this: that if you send us results from an event that happened multiple days ago, it's very likely we are not going to send them out. Uh, simply because what we do and how our social media works is we have to be very much in the moment. We have to be very much 21st century. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of, being, of you know, being forced to have to wait till Thursdays to send you links to articles that we have posted on the Herald Progress event, events that happened the week before. But because it's a newspaper and I work for them, I'm, I am not them then I have to, you know, acquiesce to their business model. And then as soon as they get it up online, I'm more than happy to share it with you. Do I wish there was uh, less of a delay? Most certainly. But that's just the way it is. And we deal with it and it's okay. And we've done it for six years and we love, absolutely adore working with our fans up at the, with our friends up at the HP in, in Ashland, you know, year 137 of publication in Hanover County. No newspaper in the area comes close in Hanover to what the Herald Progress has accomplished since what? Just after World War, just after the Civil War, for the love of God. 1881 is when it published and it's still publishing here in late 2017. Um, so sometimes we are hamstrung a bit because of, of those limitations. So uh, all of that to say is if you feel like your sport or your team is not getting covered, uh, become a reporter. How do you think our network works, fans? Fans become reporters. You can either tell your coaches, hey, man, is, when, you're, when, you're, when your meet is over, when your event is over or whatnot, make sure you send your results to, to the RVA Sports Network. And if they don't know how to do that, all they got to do is get in touch with me, and I am more than happy to give them six ways from Sunday how to make that happen. And we have sent coaches things in the past and said, please, when your game is done, email us this. Send us this information. I offer several ways for people to, to get their information to us. So, number one, urge your coaches to report the scores. We get the scores. We send them out, number one. Number two, if if you can get the information and you want to send it to us, number one, we have to verify that you're credible because we have to 
guard ourselves against the occasional, you know, wisecracking kid in school that decides, hey, I'll send a fake score over to those guys and make them look stupid. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, well, we, we, we have mechanisms to try to avoid that from happening, as I hear my dogs barking now <laughs> down the hallway. Um, but we have, we have fans. We have managers. We have trainers. We have uh, scorekeepers. We ha- just uh, You name it. We have all different types of people who send us results. From all different sports, fall, winter, and spring. And so if you're at a wrestling invitational and you get, you know, the tournament's over and whatnot, and you want to go down and get the final results and, and send them to us, we'll tweet them out just as soon as we know what happened. Be more than happy to. If you know that your wrestling event's going to be on track wrestling, or if your swim meet's going to be on Meet Mobile, the app, uh, you know, you let us know, and then we can cover it from that way and get the results that way because we're connected to all those different app devices and whatnot. Um, but sometimes there's just so much going on that we're not able to connect to all 7, 8, 9, 12, 15, 27 things at one time. So if you think there's something missing and you're there and you can get it to us, do it. Because that, that's why we call ourselves the RVA Sports Network. It takes a network of people from coaches and players and we don't have many from players. Occasionally players will have players. But I like players to focus on their team. I like players to focus on what they're doing. But, if, you know, if a player see, sees we don't have a final score and they were in the game and they want to DM me and go, hey, we won 41-37, it happens all the time and we accept it. But, you know, reporters, coaches, scorekeepers, bookkeepers, trainers, managers, parents, etc., we've got all kinds that help us out. And, and if you want to be one of them, become part of the solution. Help us help you and we'll be more than happy uh, to accept the help and more than happy to do what we can do we're trying our darndest um, to cover uh, all the sports at all the schools as best as we possibly can we'll never be able to get to everything uh, at the point that where we want to winter is the most challenging season of the year simply because every sport except for one has a similar format you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be brutally honest with you right now. Indoor track is very difficult to cover, and I think most media people will agree with me on this simply because the vast majority of the season takes place in Hampton. Almost every regular season meet happens at Boo Williams Sportsplex. And because of that, how do you build a base in Richmond if almost every meet is at Hampton? You know, if the Arthur Ashe Center isn't good enough, can we build, can somebody build another location so that we can start having some of these meets in Richmond? We can start having a state tournament in Richmond, you know, so that people don't have to travel every week weekend down to Hampton to, to, to go to the same location for differently named tournaments over and over again. Um, you know, that's something I think that needs to be addressed at the regional level. As we're talking about replacements for the Diamond, replacements for the Richmond Coliseum, um, I think a suitable and good replacement and rename it the Arthur Ashe Center when it's built, but I think we need a new Arthur Ashe Center so that we can have more of those types of events at the high school and small college level. Um, you, know, you could bring a, a CIAA or the ODAC. You, know, you could bring an indoor track championship to Richmond if you had a sufficient building to do so. And that building can serve multi, you know, different purposes as well. There could be more Richmond area basketball games there. Um, and I know with the Siegel Center opening up, that's, you know, it's, it's a different situation than it was before the Siegel Center opened back in the late 90s. I get that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating 
uh, for someone like me who, you know, okay, at some point I've got to get down there and, and, and because I got to cover track, I, I got to be, you know, good to these guys and girls who are practicing and working their darndest and track and field events. But at the same time, knowing it's going to take you away from town where most everything else is going on, you know, so it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult, but we, we, we try, we do everything we possibly can. And that is another situation where when people, you know, come to us and go, hey, I'm going to this tournament. You know, I'm going to go with the wrestling team up to the Invitational in Charlottesville this weekend. Uh, you know, I'll be glad to, to text you updates on what's going on. Fantastic. You do that, and we can let everybody else know what's going on. Um, so uh, become part of the solution. Become part of our network. Reach out to me. Uh, on DM, on any of our Twitter feeds. I'll be happy to give you my contact information, and we can talk more about how we can be a conduit to let more people know about what happens with you and the sport that you may be following or a part of, whether you're a coach, a parent, whatever the case may be. We're here to help. We're not here to frustrate you. Trust me, we're, we're, we never sit around going, well, okay, we want to make sure we don't cover this. You know, we, that's just, that never comes into our thought process. Our thought process is constantly, how in the world are we going to get to all of this? And the more people who are willing to, to help out and help us, uh, the, the, the more we're, we're able to get the information out. And, and, and I don't know really where else to go with it except for help us help you. And we'll leave it at that. So conversation went a little bit longer than I planned it to be, but it's um, there's a lot more to what we do here at the RVA Sports Network than popping out a few tweets and writing out a few articles and taking a few pictures and then, you know, spending the rest of our time doing nothing. This is a 24-7, 365 deal that we have going because we want to do the most that we possibly can. Uh, for, for the very deserving student athletes. And, you know, we understand, and I'm going to leave you with this point. We understand that the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of high school student-athletes that we cover will never play after high school. Uh, They may coach, they may play in rec ball or pickup or church league down the road or whatnot, but not a whole lot of kids get to go and play at the collegiate level. And then obviously just a tiny fraction of them ever get a chance to play following that. So we want to make the time that you are playing representing your high school as special and enjoyable as possible. And we hope that years down the road, if we're blessed enough to continue to be doing this endeavor, that, you know, one day you're going to be in the stands and your kids are going to be playing. And however the social media form is going to be in 20 years or 23 years or however long, uh, you'll be able to go, man, I remember when you used to tweet our games and that was so cool. And we thank you for that. And now here's, you know, that's the type of legacy. We have plans. We have ideas that we really want to leave a legacy for the student-athletes at the high school level, most specifically here in the Richmond area. And we don't want to do it just for football. We want to do it for everyone as best as we possibly can. Uh, But to do that, we need our network to continue to grow, and we need more people to be willing to step up and go, yeah, I'll text you scores. Yeah, I'll email you results once they're done. Or, yeah, I'll, I'll find the tournament director and make sure that he or she sends the information to you. Uh, as soon as possible, because my friends, as soon as we get that information, we pass it on just as quickly as we possibly can. And uh, it's all about the kids. I have to keep reminding myself that when there are times and things that go on that could frustrate me, I just continually remind myself this is all about the young men and women who are putting on the uniforms and are playing the games and enjoying their teenage years as they should. And we want to celebrate them at every opportunity we possibly can. 
So with that, we'll wrap up this edition of Central Region Now, the exclusive podcast of the RVA Sports Network. A quick reminder, Tuesday night, game of the week, number one Monacan, number four, LC Bird in girls volleyball, 7 Eastern, Tuesday on our YouTube channel. Hope you will join us for that at youtube.com slash RVA Sports Network, and we'll have the embedded YouTube player available at the top of rvasportsnetwork.com on Tuesday night. So come and join us for the Chiefs and the Skyhawks. Let's see, Wednesday night, I already mentioned, we'll be at the first uh, county quad gymnastics event of the year for Hanover County. Raiders and Confederates and Patriots and Hawks all together at Stonewall Jackson on Wednesday night. Not sure where we're going to be on Thursday night yet. We know Friday night we'll be at Hanover High School for rivalry night, doubleheader action between Patrick Henry and Hanover for basketball. And, of course, our state championship football Saturday coverage will begin late Saturday morning live at Hampton University. We'll be there for the Class 5 title game between Highland Springs and Tuscarora. And as soon as that's done, we'll fly up to Williamsburg using the speed limit. And we'll have uh, live coverage at 5.30 of the Class 4 title matchup between Louisa and Salem. First game will be on Henrico Sports on Twitter. The second game on the RVA Sportsnet. A busy week coming up. Hope you'll join us. And thanks for being with us for this edition of Central Region Now, uh, which, by the way, is an exclusive podcast presentation of the RVA Sports Network and solely intended for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any other use uh, of this podcast without the express written consent of HCS Media LLC is uh, strictly prohibited. Lots of action this week and lots of hoops coming up over the holiday season live on our game of the week. Keep posted at the broadcast schedule at rbasportsnetwork.com. And we're back with our next podcast coming up on Sunday the 10th. We will have new top 10 polls in basketball. We will review state championships Saturday in football. And we'll bring you all the other pertinent news in high school sports and otherwise here in the area here on Central Region Now. Rob with them saying thanks so much, everybody. Take your vitamin C. Use your hand sanitizer. And we'll see you on the sideline.